This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now let's start the show. about today and I just want to start off by saying this is one of those days where I do not have it together at all so whatever the listeners get that's what we're gonna get Listen, you gonna get it and you gonna love it right. okay it is what it is I mean seriously like I, I want to welcome y'all back to the show welcome back y'all this is welcome episode back, 15 uh, 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 uh. welcome back y'all I'm a girl welcome named back, Tiffany y'all. and I'm Courtney B Courtney uh, B uh, what uh, 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 uh. Courtney B rapping like Cardi. Uh, uh, she took over. Uh, uh, y'all know her. Uh, uh, she Banderella in the place. She putting it all up in your face. Belly and all, music and all. Courtney, Cardi B the one this right. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> okay, Roxanne, Shantae, and Biz Marquee. You already know. I was about to make the exact same reference. Woo, okay, that warmed me up a little bit because yeah. I was like in shambles for a second. You know, I got you. I got you. So, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. How was your weekend? What girl, you my doing? weekend was busy. Your girl is tired. That's why it should be good cool to be tired. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm not. I took a two hour nap today. So you don't look me. tired. Do I look refreshed? Girl, skin popping. It's because I've been getting a lot of attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm glad. Um, but yeah, I had a good weekend. I was tired, but girl, I enjoyed myself. I did a lot. Um, what did I do? Let's see. Um, Thursday, I went to the um, a second primary debate. Uh-huh. Um, and this time it included the congressional districts and the people running uh, for congress um as well as the sheriffs debated again and the district attorney um candidates debated so i went to that on thursday which i think we'll get into a little definitely more later. um so i did that on thursday that night i went to red 28 the mm-hmm. university location because the node location is currently under renovation okay so i did that on thursday set out way too late past my bedtime um, Friday went back out again. Um, this time I went to Crave, which I hadn't been in a long time. And the first time I went, it was okay, but it wasn't really, wasn't really, eh. but, um, this time it was like really nice. I had a good time. Saturday I went to the movies. You did um, a lot. Girl, I'm just I'm tired. Okay. Saturday I went to the movies and I was, I wanted to see A Wrinkle in Time, but it was completely sold out. Yeah. Except for the first seat and she's not sitting on the first row. Ever. So. I ended up seeing a movie that I knew nothing about, hadn't even seen a trailer for it, which was, the movie is called The Quiet Place. Okay. Has one of my new favorite actresses, Emily Blunt. I mean, I just, I don't know what it is about her that I really, really like. Okay. But um, she was in um, 
A Girl on the Train, which I read that book and the yes, movie was phenomenal. It really was. So I was pleasantly surprised when I saw that she was in the movie and the movie was really, really good. The only thing is, I'm not typically a jumpy person, mm-hmm. but the name of the movie is The Quiet Place. So that means any little thing that happens, it's like magnified because it's it's quiet. The quiet Place, okay. Um, But it was like a suspense thriller, kind of horror. It was really, really good. Um. And one funny thing about it, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Okay. Um, one of the children in the movie is deaf. Okay. And um, so everybody signs. And it's a reason why they have to be quiet and, and, and why they sign and, and not talk and not make a lot of noise. Oh, that sounds like something I would like. So good. Okay. But one one thing that I, I really noticed and I didn't I noticed it but I didn't really put two and two together was um and I used to sign I don't know why I forgot this but I used to sign in high school and college Mm -hmm. but at one point the dad is telling the daughter you know he was like I love you yeah and when he did this all I could think about was was Wakanda yes that's love Love. so that's like a double meaning yeah so it just warmed my heart I was like oh we should but, practice because sometimes. I usually, you know, I usually do the fingers yes. for I love you. I never really do the whole, the whole thing, thing like I love you or whatever. So I was like, oh my god, like the eggs. I didn't even put that. I didn't even think about that. Oh, we should sign like in public when we don't want people to know what we're saying, so we can both practice with each other. We should, you know, they have silent socials. Uh huh. And I used, I used to, to go, go to them when I was in yes, Winston. Me yeah. too. And I used to sign. This is so funny, but can you imagine me out? Signing the national anthem now. Like, I used to do it before every game. I mean, don't feel a way. I used to play it on my violin before every game. And I used to do, like, concerts, like Christmas concerts mm-hmm. with sign language. That might be something I'd get back into because I really enjoy it. It's right. very, like, I don't know. It's just you use your face and it's very expressive. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, you meet nice people. And they just love to see that you're at least trying. Even if you're trying, if yes. you're not getting it right, it's still fine. Yes, they just, they love it. So it was a good movie. If you guys have time, go check out um, The Quiet Place. It was really good. Okay. So what'd you do? do? Uh, first of all, that's the first thing. Secondly, um, I told y'all I was going to come back with braids. Yeah. <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> Is it not sore? Um, it's only sore in the top now, but like I got it done the day after the show dropped mm-hmm. or whatever. So only the crown hurts now. Okay, cool. So I'm good, but I'm still whipping it back and forth because that's what I do. Um, I had I did have an opportunity to see a wrinkle in time. Okay. I loved it. If I hadn't been with my coworkers, I probably would have bawled. Like Aww. just it's so emotional, but it's very colorful. It's great to take your family kids or like if you've read the classic you'll notice some things that are different right away um i don't think this is a spoiler like if you read the classic then you know there are four children uh and they're every week every week that phone is going off it's not me this is the only reason i'm bringing it up because i want the people to know that it's you i saw we <laughs> okay i forgive you <laughs> Um, but that was good. And then, of course, you know, it's my birth month. And so, hey. I've been celebrating every day. It's your birthday. Hey. Go Tiff. It's your birthday. Hey. Go Tiff. So, presents birthday. and cards have been coming to the house already. Um, and what else? I saw the color purple at the D-Pack. So, I went and hung out with my friend Tanya. She took me to 
a play for my birthday. That was dope, of course, because it was the color purple. And you know that's my favorite. So that was Friday. We hung out. We ate. The play was good. Was it? Yeah, it was. Um, I have some critiques, but I won't go there because I'm not willing to criticize my fave right now. I'm Do it still, off. Do it off the I will. Off there. Um, Just to me. Okay, I will. Now, we went to Durham. I drove to Winston from Charlotte, got to Durham, hung out. We drove back to Winston, and I was I was already awake. I was going to drive back to Charlotte just so I could be in my own bed when I woke up uh, the next morning, and my car wouldn't start. Oh, no. You had that battery? <clears throat> I hoped that it was the battery. Uh-huh. So, we it was pouring down raining when we got back from the color purple. We tried to charge the battery out in the pouring rain. Nothing helped. So, at least I was in a safe space. I went and got mm-hmm. in the bed. <clears throat> I woke up the next morning, tried to charge it again. It was not working. A mechanic came to the house, thank God, you know, Tanya knew somebody, and it was the starter. Oh, I went through that last year. Yeah, it I hurt. Had starter and alternator. I was like, dang, I got to take my birthday money and go buy a new starter. But, you know, like I said, I was in a safe space. I had the money to buy a starter. I can remember a time when, you know, somebody would have been like, you need a new starter. Don't and I'd be feel, like, well, I got to walk. Don't that feel good? Yes. I remember when I had to get my alternator replaced. And so I could have it towed to the dealership and let mm-hmm. them do it for more. Yes. Um, but I would get a car and it would have a three-year warranty. Right. But, you know, people were advising me like, no, that's too much. Get it towed here. Get it done for cheap. And I'm like, no, I have the money. Right. And I need convenience. Right. So I'm going to get it done there. I'm going to get a warranty. And then they're going to give me a car to drive around. I'm not going to think about it. Right. And when it's done, I mean, they had it done within like four hours. Right. So I paid more, but... I remember a time when I couldn't, couldn't do that. Right. I couldn't, and I would have to be inconvenienced and stressed. But I was like, nah, bro. Right. This is why I work every day. This is why when, I set up a yeah, couple dollars to, the, to side. the side. Because I'm not about to be stressed about this. Okay, it's how much, and I got a warranty, so if anything goes wrong with it, it's on you. Right. And I want a car to drive while I'm doing my errands. Thank you. Right. Went on about my day, picked my car back up, and that was it. Yep. That's a wonderful feeling. Mm-hmm. So, um... Shout out to the guy. His name is Ronnie. He fixed my car, got me back on the road early enough to get home and still be able to relax. And there's nothing wrong with it. It was perfect. He's He was very professional. Put my starter in in the pouring rain that morning. Did not complain. Was glad to do it. Um, oh, that's good. Yep. And so, hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, <laughs> and so, after that, I relaxed. And now I'm here with you beautiful people. Hey, we love you too. Glad you made it. Glad your car is okay. Thank you. I'm glad it wasn't like a school night and I was, you know, coming out of class or on the road somewhere because it could have been different. Could have been a lot different. Yeah. Uh, so, any feedback from last week? <laughs> uh oh. Yes, some feedback is that I said Roseanne's husband's <laughs> name incorrectly. <laughs> So, I don't know why I said Dan Aykroyd. The I don't guy know. from um, Trading Places. I don't know why Eddie I Murphy. said that. <laughs> But it's Tom Arnold, you guys. I, and it's her ex-husband. Yes, Let's I know why clear. you said it. Because her husband on the show is Dan. And she's always calling his Dan. name. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's where it came from. But his name is Tom Arnold, you guys. So don't don't trash me too bad. Yeah. I mean, play is F up. I mean, it's okay. Are you a player? Oh. We'll talk about that. Off, okay. Off, <laughs> <laughs> off there. No, I'm not a player. Okay. Of course not. You're no, too cute to I'm be not a player. player. Innocent. Sweet, loving, kind chick made of sugar spice and everything right. 
Not nice. That's not. Oh, <laughs> nice. But what? We are going to get to Drake. We're definitely going oh, to get goodness. to Drake. Um, so let's move on then down to our good, bad, and indifferent. So what's happened since we talked to the people last time? Um, Cardi B finally told us that she was having a baby. Like we Which didn't already, we already know. knew that. And she released a really dope debut album yo that album is so fire like it really is i was the one who was delayed listening to it and then yesterday can't remember what i was doing might have just been cleaning up or something like that i finally turned oh i cooked breakfast for my sister and i finally turned that on played it straight through no skips it Mm -hmm. was amazing she was on saturday night live with chat with bozeman she looked fantastic you know we like cardi a lot on the show so you know no criticisms other than I kind of hated um, to hear that she was pregnant for who she was pregnant for. But <laughs> if she's happy, I don't want that to come back to bite me in the butt. But I said it, and I've said it several times, so I have to eat that one. Um, but if she's happy and they make it, she's going to be all right is my she's point. She's going to be all right. Yeah. Either way, she's going to be all right because she's authentic mm-hmm. and she's good at what she does. And more important than her being good at what she does is that she works hard. She works very hard. Yep. And... I have to say, Best Life with Chance the Rapper has to be my favorite song. Right? I haven't haven't decided on which song is my favorite, but I love that one because I love Chance, too. I love that song just because of the message. I love Big and Head because I love the original Chicken Head. So, I mean, I love that song. And I also love the song with Kehlani. Yeah, I like Kehlani a little bit. Um, One thing I do want to say is I'm just so happy about. That this is not like a Cardi featuring Migos album. Because that's what I was scared of. I was like... I was not expecting that. I, I was I was expecting them to be like all over it. So I'm glad that they're not. And I think she gave it her best shot. I feel like she put her best foot forward. Um, if she's pregnant, I just pray that she... I mean, well, she is pregnant. Yeah. Due to her being... I'm so used to saying if because she hadn't said it. But right. Now that we know she's pregnant, I hope she's happy. I hope the baby's healthy. I hope she's healthy. God bless her offset. It is what it is. Like, everybody is going on and on. Yes, everybody's going on and on about her being pregnant and this and that. And I'm like, look at all the women who had babies. Look at um, Lauryn Hill had babies at the height of her career. Erykah Badu had babies at the height of her career. Beyonce is still having babies. Like, she will be okay. I don't think, see, for me, I don't know what other people were thinking, but it wasn't the fact that she was having a baby. I didn't want the man to drag her down. Mm -hmm. That was my only issue. It wasn't, babies don't, listen. Babies don't stop no show for a woman who's ready to get it. If anything, it makes you more determined, I think. Because you know you got this helpless being that is depending on you for everything. So it ain't just about you. You know, I can say to myself, well, I can just miss out on XYZ to be all right. But when you know you got a hungry little mouth to feed that needs shoes and clothes and all of this kind of stuff, a place to live, lights, you got to make it pop. Strong enough to bear these children and get back back to to business. business. So... I enjoyed her album, and I also was um, on Instagram, and I followed Charles Blow, who is a commentator for, like, Fox News. He's been on CNN, and he posted an excerpt. She's in GQ Magazine, and it talks about her um, in-depth knowledge of U.S. presidents. Right, and that's not the only thing that she's knowledgeable about, but go ahead. And I just thought that it was, like, amazing that she just said name a—told him just name one. 
and they named a president and she could tell you about that president like off the top of her head. Yeah. But people always want to say she's dumb and she can't speak English. And I mean, that just goes to show you that you can never, ever judge a book by its cover. You that's, really can. That's the same thing like with us. Like, you know, when people tell us, oh, y'all just know so much about so many different things. Yeah, bro, don't judge a book by its color. Exactly. Because you said can color. Be <laughs> I know cover. color and cover. Both. Don't right. judge us. Because you can be classy and ratchet. You can be clatchy. Clatchy. You can be bougie and ghetto. Bougetto. Which is what I am as soon as I turn on Big and Head. <laughs> and she, I mean, she's just getting co-signs from everybody. Juicy J, Oprah, Erica Badu. I mean, everybody. Oprah. Uh, Oprah. Okay. Remy Ma. Oprah. I mean, Oprah is listening to your album. Oprah. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Oprah. Can you wait until she does, like, her master class with Oprah? That's going to be good. B. Oprah. So, congrats to Cardi. I'm happy for her. I just love that... um, that uh, clip on Instagram where everybody's clapping for her and she walks out like I'm, I'm finally free. free. I was like, girl, <laughs> yes, let that belly breathe. So cute. Sis been hiding. So um, I say that's good. Good, bad, and different. That was a really, really good. It set the weekend off. Like I think that really got the weekend going. Having yep. a new little soundtrack to bop to. So. I agree, and and that wasn't the only thing. But we will get to him. But we mentioned the fact that she was on Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. with Chadwick Boseman. Um, and so I don't know if we've talked about this or if I didn't find out about this until after we got off the air. But y'all, I know it keeps coming up, but Black Panther is still breaking records. Okay, I mean, can we just talk about the fact mm-hmm. that this will be the first movie shown in Saudi Arabia the- theater since um. Since they had the cinema ban 35 years ago, that ban is older than both of us. Wow. And Black Panther is going to be the first movie played um, in the last 35 years since they had that. Or outside movie, because I'm not sh- I'm not certain that it's the first movie, but definitely outside movie. movie. Yeah, American or movie. Or any other country, basically. So it's set to debut there on April the 18th. Okay. Let's see what's... Yeah, so right after we talk to you guys next week, the people of Saudi Arabia will be... And just to kind of give you guys a hint of how big this is, they just decided that it was legal for women to drive in Saudi Arabia last year. Really? Yes. Big deal? I think so. I'm glad I... I mean, it, it gets bad over here, but I'm glad I ain't there. And you know what? Also, with Black Panther, it popped... Um. Titanic out of the number three all-time movie. And Titanic is, is still like, yes. still an awesome My movie. My heart will I went on. to the movies to see that twice. Me and that's too. a long movie. Me too. That was such a good movie. So for it to have um, did better at the box office than Titanic? Right. That is crazy. That means that we're just going to be all over taking over everything. I mean. Even more. Is it is it tough to say that I mean it's gonna be the number one movie after this happens? It definitely is on the on the way to being number one. Yeah. After they said that nobody, you know, nobody wants to see a leading black man in a movie or black one black black women in a movie or a and or a superhero movie, but a lot of tech test determined. That, that was a that lie. That was a lie. Can we continue on with this theme of blackness as we always do because I mean, the point of the show, hello. So, did you hear anything about Ethiopia this week? No. (laughs) I'm thinking about something else. 
I don't know where it was, Brazil or somebody elected the first woman president, but it, it had nothing to do with Ethiopia. That's the only thing I heard. But what, okay. what's, what's going on in Ethiopia? So Ethiopia is demanding that stolen crowns um, and other jewels. First of all, let's just give a shout out to this past week's Killmonger. That's how I want to start this story, a.k.a. President Mulatu, I hope I'm saying this right, Tishome. Well, that's a nice scroll. I know. Say it again. Mulatu Tishome. Yes, Mulatu Tishome. <laughs> Who wrote? What you got to show me? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> so he wrote to the Victoria and Albert Museum in Great Britain to call for the return of over 400 artifacts um, that were looted in 1868 from the Battle of Magdala. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, he basically said, um, yeah, those artifacts that y'all have in your museum, run me those. Belongs to us. They, they belong here. And so um, I think I read, I can't remember what the lady's position was. But I was reading in the article where one of the spokeswomen for the museum, oh, a trustee, um, she said they would consider a loan request by Ethiopia. She she was saying that there's a great public benefit to material from Ethiopia being represented within the context of the British Museum collection, um, basically because so many millions of people come to view it there. But then my thought was, I mean, but if they had it in a museum in Ethiopia, then people would just come see it there. Right. Which, so what makes your museum so great? Because it's not black people running the museum. So my thing is, how can they prove that it was stolen? Like, how would how would they go about this process? I'm sure it's going to be a court battle. It, it it was taken at that specific battle. Like, they know that it was looted at that specific battle. And so... The article that I was reading was just talking about the complexities of, like, um, reparations. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I also can't remember the guy's name. But anyway, a couple years ago in France, they were just basically talking about how they are willing to work through trying to get the Africans, their things back to where they belong. Because African artifacts don't belong in um european museums they don't so shout out to the president of ethiopia for even being like uh yeah how you think your ancestors got their stuff (laughs) just like like, run me my things so we'll see what happens with that i'll be interested in in you know keeping up with that story and finding out what they decide to do that was good Mm -hmm. um some bad things happened last week well we discussed um, Fabulous. F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. Sing to me now. Who was doing some things that weren't so fabulous. Definitely not. They were downright trifling. Yeah. So Fabulous, just as a follow-up, he is definitely facing up to 10 years for domestic violence issues. Um, I, I don't think that he's going to serve that time. But the fact that it's even a possibility is, is an awful thing. I just think that it's strange how people are, like, coming to his defense. People like who? Lil Mo. Oh, really? The game. I, did, I, I heard that. I didn't see Lil Mo. Yeah, Lil Mo said something to the effect, I'm going to have to Olivia Pope this situation before I make any decisions. 
Da, 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 like girl just be quiet then you, don't you didn't know. even have to say that you weren't there people kill me saying oh I know him da, 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 da. man people be serial killers every day B and don't nobody know it got a whole wife and kids at home I watch investigation ID exactly you don't you're not there in their house you don't know what be going on of course he's not going to act that way towards you and then the game was like it's a shame another black family torn apart via social media the kids have to see this the kids are in the house seeing her get her ass didn't, beat like didn't you hear them hollering in the background do you think this is the first time that they done seen this no absolutely so not. how how are we tearing down a black family i mean my thing is everything that's done in the dark is gonna come to the light if you don't want your family torn down then stop tearing it down exactly so be quiet i don't understand why it's so hard to just either be quiet until you know you say wait you want all the facts, wait it out, mm-hmm. or actually admit that hyper masculinity, toxic masculinity, and this idea that black women just have to be strong and quiet through cheating, through men having whole lot other families, right. through somebody beating your ass. Why do we think that? Why do we make the women the villain when this stuff is aired out or when it comes to the light? Right. Why are they why are we the villain for saying something? Just like with the Me Too movement. Why aren't, why aren't you men going at fabulous for doing this? Because I don't care what happened. This that is the mother of his children. Mm-hmm. And allegedly, her teeth had to be medically removed because they were so damaged. But but that's okay. You got to Olivia Pope the situation. Well, how her teeth get how her teeth get knocked out? Right. She knocked her own teeth out. I doubt that. And then went to the police. I don't think so. And then, you know, I heard them saying, "Oh well, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want her, you know, if her dad and her brother didn't like me, I wouldn't want them at my house either." Yeah, but you wouldn't you wouldn't react the way that we actually saw him react. And. Obviously, she was fearful because she she told them to get there to get the guns before he got there. And he went right upstairs to look Look for those guns. So, what was he going to do with the guns when he found them? Correct. Fabulous. Bye. Goodbye. You and your teeth. Bye. And And on that note, I'm willing to move on from there. (laughs) Because ain't had a hit since Superwoman or whatever them songs was. Oh, I Make You Better with Neo. That was pretty good. Yeah. I don't care. It It don't amount to this shit. Bye, fabulous. So, Black China, uh, <laughs> we discussed Black China last week too, and I saw that she has. God, that could have been handled so differently. Um, that fight with that teenage girl that she got into, all because the teenager was touching her kids, not touching them, but you know, basically just saying, "Oh, they're so cute." The teenager claims, or the young girl claimed, she didn't know that they were Black China's children because Black China wasn't with them at the time. When you see the video. Black China's just acting erratic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. So she has been dropped from by the stroller company um, who was endorsing her. As she should. Uh-huh. Uh, because of that fight. And I hear that Rob Kardashian is also using this footage to take her back to court. Yeah, and, and it's going to work in his favor. Mm-hmm. Like, sis, you pulled the ultimate scam. Chill out. She can't. Chill out out it's not in her just slinging stroller and yakky pony all over magic mountain girl sit <laughs> sit down just have a good time just have a good time just say man please don't touch my kids 
and push your little indoor stroller on about your business. But I think what makes it so bad about the scenario is that she did say that. She was upset, but she said that, and they departed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until they saw each other again that they got into it. I'm like, you could have walked away. Right. How old is she? Girl. She's got to be in her 30s. I think so. Sure. I don't know. We can look it I up. Would, I would tell you what. I would tell you that off camera. I'll tell you that off the record because I don't want nobody to hear it, but... You don't want no problems. I don't want no problems, but I'll tell you. She just needs to sit down. Her and her mama, everybody just needs to relax <laughs> and she dating this YBN, YFN, YTL, IDK, LOL. These rap names are getting to be ridiculous. What is his name? YBN something. And then it's an NBA young boy, YFN, YB. I'm like. Double XL. Double XL. TTYL. ASL. Like, what is going on with these names? Like, you know. WYD. That's what I want to know. What are you doing? I said, girl, I ain't got time for this. This is why I'm in my 30s because y'all stupid. We have rappers like Ice Cube, Tupac, Biggie. Snoop, like, right. not YFDL, A home row key, bye. <laughs> bye. Right. So she dang one of the alphabets. Okay. One of the alphabet young boys. I can't I keep up. <laughs> it's all good. Hey, I know this changes the subject, but I was just thinking, I saw this meme this week, and it said, it read, sorry, it read, the men think Drake and Cardi B got us piped up now. Y'all going to be sick when Beyonce gives us whatever she got on that laptop. Eh, eh, Talking, eh, eh, I mean, eh, eh, I eh, fell out. Can you imagine? Honey, it's about Can to go you down. imagine the day? Like, I know how she operates. And I know there's not going to be a, oh, it's going to be released on May 15th. It's going to be like, oh, good morning. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, that's it. Roll over. I'm going to be receiving text messages and phone calls from everybody from me to my mama and back. She's going to roll over and hit enter on that laptop and go back to sleep. I go back to sleep and wake up to mentions. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I know we already talked about this, but I got to go back (laughs) to when um, on on the album with Cardi B, when she say, I met Beyonce. I met Mama Knows. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she said I took a pic with Beyonce. I met Mama Knows. Listen. Oh my gosh, she was just giving Beyonce all kind of shout out. Here's how Chance I knew. Too. Here, here's how I knew Cardi B was gonna be okay. You know, on Twitter, my um, my Twitter name is King Midas. Have we discussed this already? Mm-hmm. Beyonce rubbed that back last year, and I said, "There it is." Mm-hmm. She's giving you permission to flourish. Yes, she is. And she is. Speaking of Beyonce, this is not news to Beehive because, I mean, we we do this. Right. We've been in this for life. But there was a report, I think it was on Billboard, um, and they're just like, Beyonce reportedly booking 11-hour rehearsal days for Coachella. I mean, duh, what you thought? Girl, I scroll. What you think this is a game? I scroll right on past that. Like, you're not telling us anything new. I mean. We, we already know. She dances in her shoes until her fleet, feet bleed. Exactly. she means business. Like, she is a perfectionist. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm like, y'all reporting this. Like, we been new this. Like, y'all ain't telling us nothing we didn't know. She's just making sure that everybody's getting their coins worth. That's right. And I have a lot of friends that are going, and I'm, I'm trying not to get FOMO. Don't. But I, I just, 
am excited for them and I, I hope they really say. enjoy themselves and have a just an amazing time but Courtney B can't fly all the way to the desert of California we, to have a six foot tall person stand in front of me. Yeah, we got things to do. I can't do it. But I, you know, I hope you all have fun. I can't wait to live stream it from the comfort of oh, my home. I'm going to be right <laughs> beside you on that couch um, and with you know, a beach ball. Okay. Throwing it back and forth. And a flower crown. Yep. And some sunnies. Ciao. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned, please. But um, yeah. So I'm like 11 hours, girl. That's light work. Mm-hmm. You know she about to throw down. Yes. And then a tour coming up. That if you ever watch like the little YouTube videos with her crew, they always be like, yeah, she don't even allow us to go to the bathroom, and it's kind of like a joke. Like, if they say, like, B, come on now, we got to go to the bathroom. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She snaps out of it. It's like, y'all take a break. But, like, for Beyonce, like, she'll just keep going. Like, not even drinking too much water so that she doesn't have to take a break. So, she could just stay focused. Like, she's a phenomenon. I'm serious. That's why when you buy a ticket, you get your pennies worth and then some. Like, you did not give her enough money. Like, and people always be getting on my nerves, like, these tickets, how to? Well, don't go. Yeah, ain't nobody ask you to go. Did Beyonce send you an invite and say, "Please buy my ticket"? Hell no, because we all of us gonna buy enough tickets for everybody. Right. Bye. We can enjoy. Let the fans let us have our moment. Right. Go see whoever else you want to see that can't sing and dance at the same time. If that's where you want to spend your money, mm-hmm. we don't say nothing to you. I just leave say, it behind alone. When people try to argue with me, I just be like, shh. That's all the energy I let have for Let people enjoy things. Yes. Let people enjoy things. <laughs> let people enjoy things. And you know what I enjoyed? What? This past week. What? All of these freaking cameos in the oh Drake video. Gosh. Y'all, by the time I got to Yara, I lost it. I, Misty Copeland, Yara, um, when I saw Issa Rae. Tracy Ellis Ross. I know favorite. you went up for that. And you know what? Zoe, when I see Tracy Ellis Ross... Tracy, she just had her own set, okay? Uh-huh, she did. But it reminded me of that... Um, Kanye video? No. Destiny Shall Cater to You video. Remember they were oh, out yeah, in yeah, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, In the desert? Yes! Same. That's what I thought the same me. thing. I said, yes, That might have been Tracy. intentional. You know she loves Beyonce, too. Oh, my gosh. That was just such... It's so much girl power. And I love when Issa Rae held up that sign and was like... I do this or I mm-hmm. did this shit or something like that. I was like, go, Issa. And Tiffany Haddish and yep. being a black unicorn. That's right. Zoe Saldana. Emma Roberts. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Just everybody. But you know Jordan what? Jordan Dunn was in it. After Yes, on the horse. Mm-hmm. After listening to the song a few times, the song's really not that long. It's not. It's, it's not it's long It's just enough. like a little mini girl anthem for the spring slash summer. He could have gave us another verse. He could have. And you want to know oh, my he gave favorite? Big Frida at the- Yo, get out of my head. I was just getting ready to say. Nobody that I've spoken to yet, and I was trying to save it for the show, has acknowledged it. But I, I was so happy. When that bounce came on, I said, Lord, please, you know my heart. Let it be Big Frida. And you got um, Lauren Hill singing. Yeah. That's what they were talking about. Remember on Instagram, they were saying they were doing a song together. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Who was sampling her. But I didn't know... Well, until the end when I heard Big Frida and the bounce music, mm-hmm. I knew that it was going to be something because at the beginning of the song, he says Louisiana shit. Yeah. And you know, everybody used to call Lil Wayne Louisiana Lil, right. Louisiana. So I was like, okay, is he going to be in it when I first heard it? But then when I heard Big Frida, I was like, oh, that's what he's talking about. 
Dang, I it wanted was, to tell you something video. about it. It's Lil a Wayne. nice song. I definitely had it on repeat. Do you know Lil Wayne's stage name used to be something like sh- Shrimp something? I can imagine because he's 14. No. I, I mean, he was fourteen-year-old kid. He looks a hot-ass mess. That, those those blonde turds of dreads that he has on his head looks disgusting. I actually haven't seen him. He looks horrible. But um, girl, now that's a fun fact about Courtney. Courtney was a hot girl. Okay, I used to love. I still love uh, Juvenile. Was my favorite hot boy. But Listen. I used to love Little Wayne back in the day. Juvie is actually my favorite hot boy. Yes, okay. I met Juvenile one time. Girl, I almost died. Really? Yes, girl, he put me up on the stage, honey. No. Yes, I lost it, girl. I lost it. Slow motion for me, okay? Lost it. Is that the song that was? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, and it's so funny because my friend Lil was with me, so she can attest to this. But yes, I'm not lying. I told you, I I believe you. I be beating people, but um, yeah, it was awesome. I love Juvenile. I just think I think Juvenile is handsome. I don't think he has nice lips. He got a nice little country hood boy swagger. I loved I loved you now, but yeah, he just reminds me of somebody that would be in my family. Well, you got not. some that's like juvenile in your family. Tell them God, <laughs> but they gotta have a legit job, man. And W two. I know what it was. And not a lot of babies. And, and no no girlfriend. You got a lot, lot of stipulations. Hey, I I didn't say not a baby, just not a lot of babies. I want to have a man, not a daycare. I'm just saying. Girl, we doing a lot of talking today. Well, it is what it is. We can move along. Let's no. Move. Let's roll. I know what it was. It was Shrimp Daddy. Little Wayne's. <laughs> like, what? Yo, I'm not making it up. Yeah, that sounds People, like something. Y'all, y'all can hit Google right now and put Little Wayne, Lil Wayne, L-I-L. I don't want to mess it up. And Shrimp Daddy. And I promise you the fact. <laughs> shrimp Daddy. Well, I'm glad that he changed that. Me too. That's super whack. Word to <laughs> okay. Selena Johnson for one of the greatest reads in reality TV. Super whack. Um, you know what's not whack? What girl? I got good news. There's a 17 year old guy. I don't know if you saw this, but um, by the name of Michael Brown from Houston, Texas. Yes, yeah, Scott. Yes, I'm gonna let you. Okay. I'm gonna let you tell it. No, we can tell to, it together. Talk over you. So he's got this 4.68 weighted GPA. The kids are are out here flourishing, right? The kids are all right. Uh, mm, mm, you got a song mm, for everything. Everything. I'm a human. They are box. so good, though. They are. Ooh, them. Ch- okay. <laughs> Ooh, th- those girls can. Ooh. Um. Anyway, his his SAT score was fifteen forty out of sixteen hundred, and he he took the ACT too. So his ACT score was like thirty four out of thirty six. Anyway, he already completed internships. He's a fellow Key Club member. Go boo. Um. Was on the debate team, and anyway, he applied for like twenty of the U.S.'s top university and was admitted to all of them. This is a a young boy of color. If I didn't mention that before, um, every school that he got accepted to, every school that he applied to, he was accepted, and they all offered him free rides. Mm-hmm. So, and he has gotten $260,000 in additional scholarship offers. Now, this is the boy that the news anchors are under fire for for criticizing, right? That did part you? I did not hear. Oh, yeah. Talk about it. See, that's how I found out about this. I didn't hear about <clears throat> um, the initial, you know, news of him being admitted into all the schools. Okay. I heard Charlemagne on the Breakfast Club give those give these two news anchors donkey of the day because they basically said that 
why would you apply to 20 schools? It's just obnoxious. You know you're not going to go to all of them and you're taking up a spot for someone who may really want to go to that school and now they're waitlisted because you know you can't go to all those schools. He's still going to choose, like, first of all, he's going to cho- I think he said he was going to make a decision by May 1st. That still gives all the other kids time to, and it's just one, and he is not the first person to do that. And won't be the last. Right, because he, you know what, you really hate to pull the race car, but I know plenty of white kids who have applied to way more schools than they would ever go to, just because, plus, we don't know exactly, like, what the application process looked like for him, because he used, he utilized organizations like QuestBridge, um, Emerge Fellowship, and Breakthrough Collaborative, those organizations match students from low-income communities with higher education opportunities. So it just may be one of those scenarios where he it was a requirement. Like, you just don't know. And I really admire this kid because he's almost not a kid anymore. Like I said, he's 17. But he says that he has at least one friend at every single um, Ivy League school thanks to these initiatives, the initiatives that I just named. Awesome. And he wants other people to get informed so they can get access to those same programs. And he kind of shies away from, you know, making the conversation all about him. So he's not an obnoxious kid because he says he's not the only kid or person of color that is achieving in this way. Right. So even that mere acknowledgement just people make me sick this is um reminiscent of a few weeks back when we were talking about the young designer the the young girl yeah was and the anchors tried her talking about she didn't sound american and she read them i, I bet he could read them for filth but and the thing about it is the two news anchors that stated it one is white and one is black it is a black lady who mm-hmm. Criticized them too. And of course, they came under fire. Everybody was, you know, going off on them and telling them, you know, you need to be quiet, you know. And and then I heard a a comparison, a a play by play of what they said as opposed to what another um, news um, program had stated. And basically, the other news program was like, isn't that awesome? Like, 20s. I mean, yeah. You know what I always say? A hater gonna hate. And a and Slater gonna slate. Okay. Okay. This is this is for y'all who born in the eighties. <laughs> you know who Slater. You know AZ Slater is. Yep. Um, I want to talk about a couple other good kids. Oh. So did you hear about the boys who saved the man's life in um, London? I think, or kept him from jumping off of a bridge. No. Oh my gosh. So these and if you see the picture, they are so adorable. Devante Caffrey, Sammy uh, Farah, or Farah, depending on how you pronounce the name. So one is 13, one is 14, and Sean Young, who is 12, were walking home. And a guy was basically going to, I'm paraphrasing now, but the guy was going to jump off of the bridge. They, I mean, ju- they got there just in time. And so they were trying to encourage him not to jump off the bridge, and he was trying to jump, and they were holding on. So can you imagine, like, these young boys trying to hold on to this grown man who's trying to physically jump off of the bridge? They would not let him. They were trying to talk him down, you know, telling him that he has something to live for, that he has family, you know, not to panic. I, I read that during this time, the man was like in and out of consciousness, like passing out a little bit. So then that becomes dead weight. Maybe he took something too. True. Um, but the boys, two of the boys were holding on to him the entire time. One was um, calling for help until like a an actual adult 
woman mm-hmm. came um, to assist. But just and now they're getting ready to be rewarded um, in England for that. that. But I just thought that was amazing. That's really good because I know sometimes we feel as though the younger generation, you know, may not have as much manners or etiquette or they're desensitized. But at the end of the day, we're all humans. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no one ever. Oh, they're cuties, too. Mm -hmm. No one ever told me to be how to really be polite or you're supposed to open a door you're supposed to try to help people i mean you know your parents tell you but it has to be something within you that you act on right those values so to know that there are little ones out there that are looking at us and they're coming up and they're willing to basically they put their life on the line because what if he would have just grabbed them and took them over moving yeah with with him so that's a that's that's really brave and awesome of those kids um i do want to mention something okay what so well up until this year with all the food foolery that has been going on i'm a really big football person right and so two of my favorite um football players are actually brothers michael and martellus bennett Mm -hmm. um so i don't know if you remember well, let me just go back. M- Michael and Martellus are very outspoken about race issues, police yes. brutality, the stuff that goes on in the NFL. They're very, very outspoken. And I feel like because of that, they have somewhat become a target. So, unfortunately, Martellus has retired. So, yeah. But he has his whole um, imagination agency going on where he's illustrating comic books. He has clothes. I mean, he's just very, very brilliant in that regard. Okay. Which he says that, that is his love. Like football, he said, is just was a vehicle to get him to be in the position to do what he's really passionate about, which okay. is being creative. Now, his brother, Michael, on the, on the other hand, plays for the Eagles, still playing. And I don't know if you remember, but this was a few months ago. Um, he was the guy that was in Vegas, and it's a fight or a scuffle or some shots that broke out, and everybody started running, and the police came out and jumped on him and tried to take him down. I do remember. And everybody was like, that's Michael Bennett. Like, he's not... You know, and it was this whole thing, and I believe those charges got dropped, and those officers were reprimanded. Right. So, the first thing is, now, um, they have filed felony charges against Michael. For that same incident? For a different incident. So, um, back in 2017, um, at the Super Bowl, his brother Martellus was playing tight end for New England. So when the Patriots beat the Falcons, Michael was trying to get down to the field to run out there with his brother because they both they both have won um, championships. But he was trying to get out there to his brother, and apparently they say that security told him not to go one way, but he went through, pushed his way through, or what have you. Okay. So during the pushing, a 66-year-old disabled female was injured. First of all, why are you 66 and disabled out on the field? Right. What are you doing? So apparently they say that he knocked her out of her wheelchair and no harmed her and so um yeah they filed charges on him and he had to turn himself in and um the punishment for the charge carries up to 10 years in prison and a ten thousand dollar fine but the catch is his sister ashley was with him and has video of them running out there Mm -hmm. that probably shows him not doing anything i was getting ready to say where is the footage because with all of that, I know that there's some somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Everybody's I'm, videoing. And um, it's just so crazy because the the way that they talk about, like, Michael Bennett. Like, the sheriff said, 
Um, he was in the, no, not the sheriff. He was the chili. I can't police, talk. The chili piece. <laughs> the chili piece. The chief police um, officer. His name is Art. I think is Acevedo. Um, they did a press conference and on March 23rd, and his words, and these are these are okay. quotes, this is what he said. He said, you are morally corrupt when you put your hands on a little old lady in a wheelchair. That is morally corrupt. I mean, bank morally bankrupt. He is morally bankrupt, and there's no there's no excuse for that. None, zero. But y'all don't say the same for white supremacists or these cops that um, pull up on Tamir Rice and shoot him for doing nothing more than playing in the park. Y'all don't say that. But... To Michael Bennett, this is what you say? Like, you know good and well this boy did not just throw a 66-year-old lady out of her wheelchair down and seriously injure her. But um, his sister did state that she had actual footage, but she can't release it because, you know, right. the, the, investigation. the invest- investigation is going on. So I'm hoping that Michael pulls through this and that all of this is just is just wiped away because I feel like he's a target. But also, he has released a book. Um, and it's um, like a coffee table book. And the name of the book is called <clears throat> Things That Make White People Uncomfortable. <laughs> I love that. Why did not think of that? Things That Make White People Uncomfortable. Can we make like Things That Make White People Uncomfortable part two? I uh, know, right? <laughs> um, and it Calabo. says the, um, you know, the quick overview just says that Michael Bennett is a Super Bowl champion, a three-time Pro Bowl defensive end, a fearless activist, a feminist, a grassroots philanthropist, an organizer, and a change maker. He's also one of the most scathingly humorous athletes on the planet and wants to make you uncomfortable. So I'm going to buy his book and read it. Yeah. Um, But those are my... I always talk about the Brothers Bennett. They have um, um, a show on... YouTube that was done. I can't. It's a. It's a name of a show. They've done it on more people. I don't think it's a thirty for thirty. It may. I don't know if it's a thirty for thirty, but it's some type of um, show they did on the brothers Bennett. It's on YouTube. If you have time, y'all watch it because it talks about their lives and you know. I think Michael was really sick at one point. He almost died, and he's, you know, really? they, yeah, when he was a child. It's just really good. They just talk about their life and their upbringing, and you know how they got to the NFL and the troubles that they've had. You know, because they they moved to a lot of teams. It, it's just it's it just the, really good. The E sixty. Um, That's what it the is. Brothers Bennett? Yeah. The E sixty. Okay. So if you guys have time, go to YouTube and watch the E sixty on the Brothers Bennett. So okay. I just wanted to get that out there because I love them. No, I really appreciate you sharing that. That's that's good content, girl. Um, and I can't wait to read up on that. Mm-hmm. Because it's just ridiculous. It is. It's like it's that, offensive, but it's not surprising. Exactly. Which is which, which is, is the tough part, right? Because we don't want to c- continue to become more desensitized to being treated this way or having people who look like us treated this way. But, you know, it's such a common occurrence. Right. But I bet she got some good lawyers. I'm so sure. they better be ready. Best be ready. <laughs> Anything else? Um, One last thing. You know, I love blackish. Yeah. And you remember you had told me about yes. all of the creative differences that they're having. Am I getting ready to get sad? I'm not going to get sad. I'm actually getting excited. Okay, go um, Because the creative director or the, well, the creator of Blackish, and I'm not sure if his name is Kenya or Kenya, because I know a Kenya, mm-hmm. but um, what have you, Kenya or Kenya Burris is in talks with Netflix to move 
blackish away from ABC. Okay. Which to me is good because then I can get the whole season at one time. Right. Um, and they'll probably have more creative control and probably more money. Um, but I wanted to talk about that. But the the issue that caught my eye is that, you know, his wife's real name is Rainbow. Isn't that cool? That is so And her name on Instagram is at the real rainbow. And she's really a doctor and they have six kids. Get out. And I was like, are you serious? So blackish is really a real thing. Yeah. And she just released a book. It's called, um, what is it called? Oh, keeping up with the Johnsons. Yeah. And it's, uh, not the Joneses, but the Johnsons. Johnsons. It's like a real life parenting guide to, you know, how she's managed to deal with six children, six children, husband in the industry, being a doctor and a woman. Yes. And I don't even have a kid or, but I plan on reading that book because I mean, and it's so funny. It's just so cute. When I see her name is at the real rainbow and I'm like, Oh my God. It's really a bow. <laughs> so, I don't know. It just made my heart smile. B. Yes. Strong enough to bear the children then and then get, get back, back to, to business. business. Y'all see this thing? This is just, yeah. just flowing through the universe. I'm telling so, you. So, um, for all you blackish, grownish fans, follow um, Kenya Burris. I'm not sh- Barris. I don't want to say his name wrong. Kenya Barris. And then his wife is the real rainbow. But if you go to him, you'll find his wife and um, follow them. And she, if you're a parent and want a funny, quick read, check out her book. So I just want to make sure I got that out there. Because I, I thought it was a fun fact that his wife's name is really rainbow. So cute. That is fun. And you lifted us right on back up. Okay. So moving along, you know what I love? What you love besides me? <laughs> I definitely love you. <laughs> the 90s girl. I'm a 90s girl. A song it's for a everything. I'm trying to tell hey, you. Won't be used for sex. Uh, uh, a 90s girl. Tell me you didn't used to like that song. I love that song. <laughs> Shout out to my cousin Belinda, who I used to record off the radio on those tapes. Um, So, this isn't a 90s episode, right? But I have a feeling that most of the content will that we discussed today will come out of the 90s. So just to keep in the theme with getting to know you, getting to know me a little better, I want to know what your favorite R&B albums, not tracks. So you got to go like for whole works, right? Yeah, not like y'all do today where it's two singles. Right, and then, and then I got to skip to the end. We talking about when you... Press play on the tape cassette or on the on the uh, Sony Walkman that a lot of these <laughs> I listened to, to on. Like, that's what I had on yeah. some of these from beginning to end, all the way through, no skips. No skips. That is a great album. Right. That's a great body of work that some on the list that I know we're going to talk about, that is why they have carried on and we still can go back to those albums and they apply to the things that are going on in our lives even now. And when I listen to some of them, it just, I just get so like emotional and feel that like, Oh my God, I can see and feel and smell and just remember the things that were going on when I first heard this. If everybody knows me, um, well, if anybody knows me that's listening to this personally knows just as you can hear, I have a song for everything, and I started to get you again, but I said I've been doing it too Don't much. do it. So I'm a chill, but I started to get you. I know. Um, but, I mean, even at my job, like, one of my coworkers who I love dearly, um, Dana, we call each other the human jukebox. Mm-hmm. Like, we 
know every song and so I can say you know here's something like oh yeah because I remember I was doing xyz I was this age like music is a huge part of my life and it always has been and I know it's the same for you Tiffany absolutely so we gonna give y'all now these are not in any particular order yeah, so please don't drag me because I listen I had a hard time with this right and I mean there's so many good albums, albums. and artists we can't for the sake of time and energy we can't go through every single one. So I know when y'all hear this, you're going to say, but you didn't say XYZ. What about this one? Da, 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 da. We sorry, but we can only give you enough for the time that's allotted. <laughs> <laughs> it will probably go over that. <laughs> and you will love it. Right. Okay, so I just want to I wanna kick this off because I don't even want you to be able to say it. I mean, I know you're going to love it, but I hope it's not on your list. Who is Jill Scott? Words and Sounds Volume 1 is one lit album. When I was in college... Now I'm telling my age. Ooh, when girl. I was in college. I was still in high school. Uh-uh, don't do me. I hate her. <laughs> I really don't. When I was in college, though, we used to cut this album on me and my roommate, Sharia, my forever roommate, and we would, like, go to sleep with this album on and wake up and it would just be on repeat. Like, that's how much we loved Who Is Jill Scott. And we were just playing it um, this past weekend, or last weekend, this past weekend, hit after hit after hit after hit. He Loves Me Will Still Take Me Down. What? And Will. And, um, is it The Way? Is it, is it The Way on there? Yes. Yes. Take You Down to the Ground. Yep. Yes, that was a Go. good one. That was a good one. So, I have one Go. that was released when I was in college. And it is, um, Corinne Bailey Ray's first album. I'm about to. If I could fall out of this chair without hurting myself, you know, before I moved to Charlotte, I drove here by myself in the middle of the night one night just so I could see her. And I was so close. I was, you talk, shoe pastry heart till it happens to you. I I can be in the best mood. Put your records on. Put that album on and I will be in here sobbing, snot running, like everything. So emotional. So beautiful. She's beautiful. Her music is beautiful. Her voice is beautiful. Call me when you get this. And you know, after this album came out, she was married. After her, after this album came out, her husband committed suicide. <gasps> she still continued to make music through that, and immediately came out with a new album. I'm like, girl, talk about strength. I love that woman. I love her too. Now, have you heard? Um, I think it was on an EP, but she remade. Everybody has remade this song. There are a lot of good versions out there, but mm-hmm. the two that I really love, um, Corinne um, Bailey Ray redid. Um, is this love by Bob Marley? Yes, I did. I have. Ooh, her. She actually ooh. did it live. So good. And Bilal has a good version too. God. But I don't typically like too many redos. But mm-hmm. she she really did that. So that was one of my top favorite R&B albums. What about Brandy? Never say never. Angel in disguise. Yes. Hey. She hey. did a lot from Never Say Never when we saw her last year. Never Say Never was a solid album from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Almost doesn't count. Um, sitting on top of the world. Yeah. Have you ever loved somebody? I'm going to tell you. The song at the very end. Put that on every yes. day. Yes. Girl. You ain't Woo, saying nothing wait. to somebody who does not know. Honey. Brandy put her toes. And you know who else? Brandy and Rodney Jenkins. Is it Jerkins? Jerkins. Yes. They are like. They're like. Timlin and Missy yeah, together. I agree. And people can say whatever they want to about Brandy, but I'm going to always stand because that girl always. is good. I I do. Um, That was a good one. I started to put that on mine, but I knew in my 
spirit that you was going to put it on yours. I don't want nobody. And yes, I'm country. I said spirit. Spirit. Okay, so my next one, this this is um someone. Now, if y'all don't know me, I know Tiffany picks on me <laughs> about liking whisper singers, but... I like whisper singers too. She's this person is not a whisper singer, but she does have a soft, soulful voice. Okay. And I really love her for her songwriting capability and the melodies and the way she can layer her vocals. And so my next top favorite army album would have to be Southern Hummingbird by Tweet. Smoking them cigarettes at night. Well, <laughs> as soon as we get off of girl, that, I am going to turn that album on. Girl, that was and run me a bubble bath, honey. Through and through, tweet voice is so angelic. That's a good word. Yes, for it. and her daughters too. Yes, her. I think her daughter has is gospel. Yeah. Now, and the thing about tweet is. Before she was discovered and got the record deal, of course, she's always been in the church. She's always sang, yeah. but she struggled with depression and attempted suicide. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just, you can really tell when this is someone's purpose and their creative outlet. And, right. and this is their therapy, basically, because they're putting it all into this music. And Tweet's last album was good. It's just something about her voice and the melodies and just the way she can maneuver her voice that just does something to me like every time. Timbaland and Missy have worked with some really great artists over time, haven't they? That's why I always say like, and people can say I'm wrong, but I feel like now y'all know I love Lil' Kim to death. She is my favorite female rapper, Mm -hmm. but I feel like Missy Elliott is like, a female, the female rap go like she can you do can everything. Say that she's done everything. Times. She can rap. She can sing. She can produce. She can dance. Like she's still here. She's still here. Like there are other legends like MC Light. Even Queen Latifah is still here. Yeah. They have evolved and they're still making moves. To me, you know, but that's how you do over, it. Though overall, her to me, and this is my own personal opinion. Y'all don't have to agree. Overall, not we're not just talking about just the music. Overall, I feel like Missy Elliott and Queen Latifah are the greatest because they have sustained. Yeah, there are other legends, there, but they have sustained. If you were consistently, if you were performing the art, this is how you. It's kind of like how I feel about Regina King with acting. Mm-hmm. Like this is the career that you would want, and I don't begrudge anyone the opportunity to get in the game, make your money, and get out. But when you're able to segue with the time. That says something totally different. Like Will Smith. Yes. Still here and, and not going to place. Mm-mm. Okay, but that's it. Yours. Moving on. Double. Vo- voodoo. D'Angelo. You stole my idea! Oh, you cannot You cannot say it! You cannot say it! I have to say that! I have to say it! Oh, okay. No, go ahead. Rewind. Voodoo by D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, that is so funny. <laughs> I'm glad to know that we agree on some things. Yes, girl. That woo. from beginning to end, what do we say at the beginning? Like from beginning to end, that is a a classic album and kind of like how I, somebody I know you're going to mention so I won't even bring her up, but he could have just made that and been done. Yeah. Classic. And you know what? It's so it's just so funny to me because every time when I see this is how you know that people are basing like somebody's greatest album off of singles. 
Not to say that Brown Sugar wasn't a good album, but it ain't got nothing on Voodoo. Not a thing. It ain't not got one nothing on Voodoo. I agree. I don't with care what nobody said. I slap somebody, mom, if she came in here right now and said that Brown Sugar was better Ooh. than Voodoo. I will slap you and your mama. She ain't mean it, y'all. I did mean it. <laughs> Voodoo. And listen. Not even, you know, because everybody knows the album for How Does It Feel. I don't even listen to that song Me neither. Anymore. The rest of the songs, even Devil's Pie from Belly. The music. The Spanish in it. Great Day in the Morning. Send It On. I mean. Send It On. Girl, I'll flip, I, will flip, right I will flip this table over. Do it as glass, girl. <laughs> Woo, girl, but yeah, that that that's one of mine too. Let me go ahead and... Uh, Mark D'Angelo off because sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> okay, so since you went there, okay. I mean, since you went there, and you know these two people got a song together, okay. I'm just going to throw it out there. Another one of my top R&B albums, and some people may argue that this is not completely R&B, but in my world, it's it is it's R&B because I feel like she's she's R&B. Um, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. <laughs> <laughs> From beginning to end, okay? Yes, and, and one thing that I can say about really good albums, and I say this too about really good videos, when the interludes set up the next song, I say that all the time about um, A Seat at the Table with Solange, that is how you craft an album. That way I don't have to skip because it's like a story being told from beginning to to end classic timeless y'all can say lauren hill be late i don't care i've seen her three times and each time was excellent and the first time i shed a thug tear because when she started singing zion my heart my heart was melting because i just remember and this is this is a true story my really really good friend he's like my best male friend his name is andre whitesides his dad on the only black record store in our town mm -hmm. i remember riding my bike to the record store to buy Lauryn Hill's album, putting it in my uh, Walkman and riding around on my bike listening to this as a child. And I'm still listening to it now. So that says a lot. And we're still listening to it via Drake. Right. And, and everybody else that still samples her. Even um, uh, Kanye West. That's true. Because All Falls Down, that's Lauryn Hill. Mm -hmm. It's not, I mean, Selena singing Selena it. But, sang, but Selena sang it because he wanted Lauryn to sing it and she wouldn't do it. Right. So, but Selena Johnson does a good job now. She does a good job, but the album, and, and people sleep on the album that that came from too, because they say that, you know, it wasn't really songs, her unplugged. Mm -hmm. If you listen to the words that Lauren is saying on some of those songs, especially I Get Out and Peace of Mind, mm -hmm. those, that stuff is happening I now. I I Get Out. Yeah, like that, we need that now. So I know she was going through something, but Lauren is, she's. Now, people want to say something about people being musical geniuses. Lauren Hill is a musical genius. Even Wyclef is a musical genius. I watched his Tiny Wyclef Desk. really is. Yes, I watched his Tiny Desk concert on NPR and was jamming. You know like, what? I don't know why I don't have his debut album on my list. Because that was the carnival? Oh, well, yeah, but it's a rap album, so we're not yeah, talking about rap. rap. But Gone to November will, will bump, honey. Um, I guess I'm going to have to mark a seat up, uh, at the table off of my list since you already bought that up. Um, let me think. So, okay, in 2005, Mariah Carey re. I'm about to throw this pen in too. 
I'm about to throw this pen at you. She reemerged. Get out of my head. Now she is already like a diva. We loved her. She had classics already, right? And then she came out with the Emancipation of Mary. And people, I remember that people who are older than me didn't know how to feel about it because it was a new Mariah Carey. She came out in the video. She it was, was a with real Denny. Mariah Carey. Exactly. I was just getting ready to say that. She was, you know, was she riding a motorbike in the video or something like that? She had on a bathing suit. You know, it was just, but that album from beginning to end, beginning to end. It, I mean, it's, appropriately named the emancipation of Mimi because this was you know I'm not under any man's thumb anymore let me show you guys exactly who I am we belong together is on that album we belong together and another song on there (coughs) that I love is um circles it makes go me cry on, every time. It makes me cry every time yes Mariah I had that on ever been in love and that um Fly like a bird. She went back to the old Mariah mm-hmm. with the choir in the back. Listen, so you know Mariah Girl. Carey, I'm sure you do know this, but maybe some of our listeners don't. Mariah Carey was in the Guinness Book of World Records, and I don't know if she's still there, but having the highest pitch voice, like her her pitch was so high that she could get to a point where only dolphins could hear her. It would show up on the radar, but only dolphins could hear a pitch that high. I don't think she can do it no more. No. <laughs> I mean, oh, but she could. But she could. And you know what? Another another fun fact about Mariah is her mom is actually a very successful opera, opera singer. singer. Yeah, I think I did hear. Yeah. I mean, it didn't register until you were saying it, but yeah. I remember hearing that. Yep. So, and another fun fact, because y'all know I'm full of fun facts, that is actually all that the term diva means. So we have mm-hmm. put this negative connotation on the word diva, mm-hmm. but a diva is just a female opera singer. Yeah. So... I be reading or whatnot. Okay. Let me go practice my <coughs> me, 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 me. You gotta pun the, intended. You got to hit the bumblebee. Oh, yeah, pun intended. <laughs> you use the punk. Thank you. What? Because people always say no pun intended and it don't be no pun nowhere. And I be looking like, where's the pun? Where's the pun? Where's the pun? That gets on my damn nerves. <laughs> they do it all the time. Like, I, you know, such and such and such. No pun intended. Where's, where's the, the pun? pun? Okay. It wasn't no pun. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's what happens when you... Grew up taking uh, AP mm. honors English classes, but anyway, I'm gonna move on. So my my next one. Now you better not. Okay, go. There is this one lady who has one of the most beautiful lower register voices. Okay. Known to man. Okay. And that lady put out an album in one of the greatest years ever. It was like. 1986. I think that, that was the year I was born. Yeah, yeah. One oh of the greatest God. years ever. And the name of that album was called Rapture. And that lady's name. I cannot stand you. Miss Anita I'm Baker. Okay. All the computers over. Miss Anita Baker put out an album called Rapture. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks Not the lot. Rapture when the good Lord come back, but the Rapture when Mama Anita starts singing. <laughs> the Rapture of Love. The Rapture of Love. And I'd be caught up in it. I listen. I can listen to Anita Baker every single day. I can yeah. listen to that album every single day. Even like, the greatest. Even hits if of you Anita. were born in the nineties, I don't know if you go just go back and listen to the album. Like there is, I what, I can't remember which tour Beyonce was on, but she did the. I'm gonna tell the, you. Oh, go ahead. It was the intimate um, tour that she did in Vegas, and she did. Yes, yes, Sweet it Love. Was. Oh my God! Tore it down. Tore it down. Y'all, you have to go to YouTube and just. 
type in Beyonce Anita Baker. It is so beautiful. Tore down. She sung Sweet Love. And then it was so crazy because I've always loved that song. Once, once, once I seen Beyonce's version, I had to then go back and YouTube Anita Baker singing it live yeah. so I can just get all the emotions. Right. And then I was just going back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so good. That was a good one. Oh my gosh, I love me some Aunt Nita. Hey, listen, Woo. I got one that's so far removed from that, but you're going to love it. Okay. Into the Drew. I wanted Drew to put Hill. Drew Hill on but I wasn't what sure. Did you? I don't know. I'm glad you did. I got a funny story about that, but go, I'll tell you, but go no, ahead. No, I was just going to say, I when I was in school, like I love Drew Hill. And even now, sometimes when I get together with some of my friends, it's like, okay, who was the best? Because I love, now I don't have them on my list, which is kind of embarrassing because I love. Boys um, men or Jodeci? Boys and Men, Jodeci, Jagged Edge, yes, um, One Twelve. I, I know. I'm listing ones that I don't have Jay on right there. Yes, the first album and the second album were both fantastic. So, anyway, um, so there's always this underlying. Okay, well, who who does it better? You know, who did it better? Who did black R and B boy groups better? And then I get to that point where I hear "Tell Me" in my head, and I can see the boys like Doing dancing that. and jumping. Mm-hmm. Yes. Listen, I was in the car, and um, this was this was not too long ago, and How Deep Is Your Love came on, girl, and mm-hmm. I tell you, I could have I could have pulled up on the side of the road for real. Then I keep little mommy Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a good album. It had um, You Are Everything on mm-hmm. there. Beauty is her name. And my little cousin, he growing up, he was so funny. He used to be singing Booty is her name. So, <laughs> so ridiculous, but that was a good album. So I agree. I agree. Yep. That one. Um, staying along the theme of the men's, I have one. Not the um, men's. Two, when I feel like he was still R&B because at this point I don't feel like he's R&B anymore. Okay. But your boy. Who? Ursha Raymond. No, no. Confessions. No. No. Confessions. Yes. Banger. Yo. Through and through. Y'all, do you remember when um, Usher used to come? This is so funny. But when he was a little kid and he was singing already, mm-hmm. he had this, um, dang, think of you. All, All the time, time I think of you, holding on, on to someone new. That song yes. was my jam. Come and he on, used Harmony. to come and... Per- We're going to do a culture shock okay. choir. <laughs> he used to come and perform it at Carowinds right here in Charlotte. Yeah, he had a little curly hair. That's so all. cute. And then he went away and he came back, you know... With his new albums and stuff like that, and he was all grown up. But um, but confessions, I have a love hate relationship with that album. Why? Just because you going through something. I would. I ended up going at the time. I felt like I was going through something because of the album. I can't huh? get into. The, yes. Oh my goodness! You know Damn. how like some people get so wrapped up in music that they start reacting off of the lyrics. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I, does it count if you're it. having a concert in your house by yourself like that? No. Oh, because that's, that's what I do. I literally mean like a person admiring like a, a body of work and then personifying like what they're seeing and what they're hearing. It's really hard. It's not hard to explain, but I'm trying really hard not to put somebody on blast right well, now. Do it off the But end. yeah, but just consider the fact that you guys have heard the Confessions album. That was a good one. Yeah. Awesome. So from beginning to end. Now like now in my adult adult life, when I hear it, I'm like, these are some bangers. But before I'm like, I hate to turn it off. 
Girl, I but that's how you knew it. the music was good too. It was because it, it evoked emotion. Throwback always gets me in my feels. Child, you're gonna want me back. Hey, hallelujah! Let me stand. Up. Let me stand. Up. Please stand up. Hey, <laughs> you better get I just shouted. I just, I just had to shout real quick. You're gonna <laughs> need me, honey. Okay, moving on because I don't want to start spilling my tea. Whitney. Nippy, we can't have you can't have R and B without Nippy somewhere yeah. on the list. The bodyguard, the voice herself. Yes, so that when she did the bodyguard, she was pregnant with um Bobby Christina. I will never forget seeing that video for the first time, where her singing oh, I, "I Will Always Love yes. You." Yes, well, she was in sitting the in the snow chair. And she was sitting. Woo, and she meant that thing. It kind of reminds me of um. Like Beyonce, when we finally find out she's pregnant with Black, everything don't lead back to Beyonce. But I'm just saying, everything leads back to Beyonce. All roads lead so, to Beyonce. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so the Bodyguard is one of my favorites. It's got hit after hit on it. She is the voice, la voz, forever. Yeah, there's no one else. I I remember kind of having it out with people whenever she and Mariah had that song on the Prince of Egypt. And they were mm-hmm. singing together. And it's kind of like, okay, no, Mariah's better. Like, nah, like, I love Mariah, but Whitney Houston is the voice, son. She is. And you know what I love about that um, soundtrack? What? Is she sings Jesus Love Me on that soundtrack. She sure does. And I love that version of Jesus Love Me. It's my favorite version. My mom used to play it all the time. I love that version. Dang, I'm going to have to, like, comprise a list off of this episode and just listen to this music right before summer hits. We may need to make a a Culture Shock playlist. That's true. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I love Whitney. And throwing it back to what we talked about earlier, if you watched Wyclef's, um, if you watched Wyclef's NPR Tiny Desk concert, he talks about a story with him and Whitney. And he was like, I want to share something funny because, you know, everybody always gets sad when they talk about Whitney. Mm-hmm. And so he talks about how he came up. And this is my favorite song on um, on that one album. I can't think of the name of it. But um, in tomorrow's judgment day, yeah. my love is joy. You know, that's yeah, a white club song. song. Mm-hmm. So he talks about how. They were in the studio. Make a long story short, he gave her the note. She sung the note. Okay. And he thought the note was flat. And okay. he was like, so how do I tell Whitney Houston that the note she's singing is flat? Because she's Whitney Houston. Because she's Whitney Houston. So he says, he said, you know, yeah, it's good, but I think, you know, you you a little bit off. You're kind of flat. So she, she says, no, baby, I'm not flat. I just bent the note. So he said, he's sitting there like, bent the note? What the hell is she okay. talking about? And he was just like, okay. So he let her go, and so then in playback, when he went and listened, he could tell that that's she exactly what note. she was doing, that she was not off-key. And so mm. she just said it real frankly, like, no, I just bent the note. But that's that's just how Whitney was. Like, she's just unmatched. Like, no, wow. I'm not off-key, I just bent the note. That's yes. a good story. Great story. So if y'all haven't seen that, go watch it. Um, Okay. Who told that story? Wycliffe. Wycliffe. Mm -hmm. Because he talks about how he came up with that song and how he came up with Gone to November and he plays the acoustic on there. So good. So good. I love it. Um, Well, since, I mean, we already done brought her up or whatever, I mean, All Rose, Lisa, Beyonce, and Dangerously in Love is on my list of favorite R&B albums. And I know some people may try to say that this was pop, but... It it wasn't during her pop era. It wasn't during her... She hadn't gotten there yet. Because Speechless... Um, signs. 
Self and I. Me, myself, and I. Mm-hmm. Rather be with you, baby. Dangerously love that straight R and B. Yeah. Dangerously love is an R and B ballad. I'm listen. That's the one. That's hip hop star girl. That's the one I'm gonna listen girl. to as soon as we get off. One of my favorites. I love it. It is. It is my favorite Beyonce album. I'm gonna just go ahead and put that out there because it was her first. It was. It's timeless. It was classic. Crazy in Love is on it. That was more so popish. But the rest right. of the album is definitely R and B. Okay. I got one that's definitely an R&B album, and nobody would be willing to argue with me on this one. My auntie, Mary J. Blige. You got the one I got. Share My World. Okay, no. I have my life. But I was okay, going, okay, I was going that. I me was too. Going, I was like, but Share My World. But what about my life? Because, yes. okay, because Share My World had... Um, um, I can love you. Love is all we need. Seven days missing you. Listen. Yes. Share my world had not gonna cry on it. That was the defining uh, factor for me choosing that as my Mary J. Blige album. Not gonna cry. Share my world. It's another song on there that, that who she on there with. It's a duet on Share My World that me and my boo. That was our song. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, I ain't not my boo now. I'm single. But that was our song, child. Was it? Um, you over here eating it's these on. Cough, cough drops like candy. Listen, you know my throat will get raspy. I'm trying to save y'all. It's called It's On with R. Kelly. That is on Share My World. That's the popping song. Okay. That is one of them candlelight, draw the bath, the kids ain't home. It's on. Right. Yes. Okay. And I have my life too because I mean my life. Um, love is all we need. Um, what else is on there? I want to be happy. Yeah. So I have my life. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's really love. Come on, Mary. Okay. So we did Mary. I'm gonna go ahead. All and of her al- albums are good though. Let me just get that out of the way. Especially even the new, the last one that she came out with, no skips. See, I didn't listen to that one, but I'm gonna tell you one that I feel like didn't get enough play. And I think that was the album that's just called Mary. You're probably right about um, that. This one, you have to go, if you, right after you get out of the gym tomorrow, go listen to the last album that Mary came out with. And you know it was good because this is when she's going through with Can Do. Can, oh, can, yeah. Uh, you know she get the best music when she hurt. Can't Do. That sound bad. But yeah, it was called Mary. And that's the one that had the Lauryn Hill track. Um, do, 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 do. Oh yeah. All that I can say. I like That's that. That's a one good too. album too. That okay, was good through and through. Okay. So I have another one because I think I mentioned it earlier when I was speaking about Anita Baker. Mm-hmm. I have an affinity to lowered register voices because yes, my voice is a lower register. Like I can sing tenor if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I have an affinity to deeper, richer female voices as well as just men's voices. Like it's so funny. Like, I can sing men's songs sometimes better than I can a woman's song because the register is so right. Long. So, with that said, Tony Braxton's first album yes. is a classic. It I is. love, I love Tony's voice. I just love the deepness of it. She's and so beautiful. So beautiful. And she had the short haircut with the leather jacket, mm-hmm. the red lipstick, the attitude. Like, that was Tony Braxton. As they say on the Braxton's Tony Braxton Living Legend, mm-hmm. she's a living legend. Like that album was popping. It had seven whole um, seven whole days. It had um how many ways breathe again. 
Did it? Yes. Breathe again. Breathe again. That was her first um, video because I remember this. I was young and I remember watching this. This is when we lived in D.C. And I think it was called On the Box or The Box or some kind of video show, mm-hmm. video network. And I remember her running through that garden and she had the little rat tail with the short haircut and the dude was chasing her. Like, I remember this. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this lady is beautiful. And her voice is just so unique. Mm-hmm. And I've always always loved Tony Braxton and that's one of my one of my favorite Tony Braxton albums also Secrets by Tony Al- yeah. by Tony Braxton is a grown woman album you listen to that honey it'll have you uh straightening up and flying right I was gonna say it'll have you kicking some people out okay straightening up and fly right you got that right didn't they say that um babyface found her at a gas station she was at a gas station why can't I talk today? Girl, I don't she know. Was at a, <laughs> she was at a gas station pumping gas, singing. Singing. And mm-hmm. a, a record executive heard her singing. Okay, so it wasn't Babyface, but I did have the gas station. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, God, I'm trying to save like my absolute favorite for the end. Listen, I know this is going to sound crazy, but one of the ones that kept coming across my mind was uh, Genuine the Bachelor. I love the album. It's really good, and it reminds me of being a kid, and I probably shouldn't have been listening to it, but, you know, at the time, that wasn't really, the stuff that he was talking about wasn't registering. It was just, you know, good music, you know, cool-looking dude. Mm -hmm. Um, He did the Prince um, remake, mm -hmm. When Doves Cry. Yeah, and it was actually good. Really good. Okay, so then I won't save it. So, of course, I have Prince Purple Rain album on my list. Of course. And I don't beginning think, to end. Yeah, I don't feel like it. it all it does is it, it takes me straight through the movie. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have like my top two or two of my favorite Prince songs are not on the album, but um but it's just a classic that just about anybody should be able to appreciate and Yeah, it doesn't have it, it doesn't have some of my favorites because Adore isn't on there, is it? No. I love Adore. That's not on there. Um um, Darling Nikki is not on there, and that's definitely that's probably my favorite Prince song, and then two other ones. But yeah, okay. okay so okay. genuine, genuine, The Bachelor, and Prince Purple Rain. Okay, so another one of mine that I, is on my top <clears throat> is Rhythm Nation, eighteen fourteen by Janet Jackson. I had to put my first, girl. I had to put my first love on my. Where list. is my leather jacket? <laughs> I mean, I just remember like seeing Black Cat and her just dancing, yeah. and I miss you much. And I mean, it that was just it was a moment. Like Rhythm Nation was a moment, and you know, I just feel like at the time there were no other girls. That looked like Janet. Yeah. And that were dancing like Janet. And I feel like that album, if you're a if you're a female performer, there's no way that you can't say that that time period of Janet Jackson. Yeah. If, if you're our age, that it did not influence, influence you. you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis still. Um, and, and then what I liked about it is even though when, when the record first dropped and she was, you know, very militant because a lot of Janet's albums have songs with message and, you yes. know, she's always Just been like political yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, and woke, so to speak. But I loved how at the beginning when the album first dropped 
And, you know, she had Rhythm Nation. She was fully clothed and um, all right with Cap Calloway in the video. That's when videos yes. used to pop. And then... I want to get back to that. Videos that actually yes. match up with the songs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. But she switched it up. And, and the Love Will Never Do video was super sexy. Yeah. And that's when she really... You know, really, people really paid attention to Jenna. Like, damn, Jenna is banging. Yep. You know, she had um, Kamora's boo in the video, and he had his. Sure did. Yes, and they were out in the desert, and she was dancing, and she had on the high waisted mom jeans with the mole. It I was, still can't pull that look off. But when we get on, okay, we gonna we gonna get okay, there. we'll get there. Um, but yeah, that's one of my favorite R&B albums. Um, because Janet, everybody knows that I'm in the Jan fam, and she is I always say my first love, my first musical love. Yeah. So I had to put her on there. Okay. Um, I'm down with that. How about Luther's uh, Never Too Much album? Never too much, never too much, never too much. Yes. Does that have Power Love on it? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I think I feel like that was a later album. I know that it has Never Too Much on there, Sugar and Spice. Um, Don't you know that? Yes. Don't you know that? Yes. And I know I told y'all that story about um my mom and it has a house is not a home on there. That was so funny when they did that in that Medea play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) True. Okay, okay. So that's one of my favorites as well. Uh and it's a good album through and through. And I don't know if you remember this, but the Jeanne album. And the yes. name of the album is called Pronounced Jeanne. Yes, girl. It's got Hey Mr. DJ on there, Vibe, Sending My Love. Like, sending my love to you. Okay, well, since we talk about Jeanne, I have an honorable mention. Okay. And that is SWV's first album. I'm going to give you that. All oh, yeah. That, and I, is, all of it's and good. Aside from I'm So Into You and Right Here and all of that, there is a song on there. And I, if you've never listened to the album, you may not know it and then it's been so long ago you may not remember it but one of my favorite songs on there is actually a song that wasn't a single and it's you're always on my mind oh yeah yeah wait you're always on my mind yes so that's a little honorable mention so that's in the top r&b albums too that's actually one of the first cds i owned that and Doggy Style by Snoop <laughs> Shameful. It wasn't mine. It was my cousin Kino's, and he used to leave it in the Sony, and I used to listen to it. Yeah. And I was like, can I just have this? And he was like, yeah. Okay, anyway. So, yeah. wait. What? But the Jeanne album also had um, Hey Mr. DJ on it. Okay. And it had, I already said Groove Thing, didn't I? And Sending My Love. What else? Was Sending My Love on there? My- yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. They okay. had some. They were. They had awesome voices. Where are they now? They could do a reunion tour. Listen, and it will be jumping. Well, see, that's why we're talking about this today. Because the whole reason it even came up is the fact that a lot of people from like late eighties, all through the nineties, and even like early two thousands are making these reunion tours pop, and it's for a reason. Like I, even when I was talking to my mom, we were talking about like who had the best music, and she'll probably kill me if she knew I said this. For other people to hear. But she was like, I said, Mom, we got the best music. I said, 70s were great. You know, early 80s were great. I was like, but if you think about the reason these people can go on tour and and be sold out. And like, we are standing in line to hear them. is because the late 90s and I mean, late 80s and all through the 90s were popping. Do you remember Jade? What? Of course. (laughs) Girl, I used to Please. love some Jay, and they all had them big old boy that just braids with the bandanas. Don't walk 
Wait, I used to love them. I just black. Just, just blackity black. Blackity black black. But anyway. Okay, moving on. My next one. I don't think that anyone could love R&B music and not put at least one of his albums, if not this album, on your list. And that will be Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. I it was mean, totally on my list, so. It was on your list, too? Yes. Yeah, like, you you just can't. Like, it has I Wish and Sir Duke and, I mean, it's classic Stevie Wonder. I, I feel like Stevie Wonder is probably one of the greatest male vocalists slash composers ever. Ever. Um, And so, you know, his voice... And, and the fact, like, you know what Ray Charles, Ray Charles could see. Yeah. Stevie has never, never, never been able seen, to see. Yeah, Ray Charles could see in the beginning. Yes. Right, and lost his sight. And Stevie has never been able to see. So for him to be able to write these songs and describe these things that he's never seen. Yeah. It just, it gives me chills when I think about how awesome and brilliant he is. Right. And, you know, that's, that's really one of his most notable records. So I had to put... Songs of the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder on my top R&B albums. I like it. Um, I know I won't be able to name every album that I'm thinking of, but I definitely want to... I don't want the show to go off without me mentioning Bobby Brown. Don't be cruel because when I was Bad a little... I Bobby mean, Brown. Little. Talking about... I don't know how I knew all the words to all the songs, but Bobby Brown, Don't Be Cruel, had uh, Don't Be Cruel, had my prerogative on it. Um, had Roni. But you know who we really owe that some of that credit to? Who? Baby Face. Oh, yeah. Because he wrote Fitz. it. That's true. <laughs> and we saw that he performed it last summer whenever they were both here. Yeah, that's another bad one right there. Yep. Um, Rock With You was on that album. Mm-hmm. So that's still one of my favorites. I'll Be Good To You was on that album. Okay. Um, That and... Okay, I'm going to let you finish. Okay. So I only have... Um, a couple more, and I just want to rattle them off so we don't, you know, hold y'all too long. But one of my other top R&B albums has to be I Just Want to Sing by Music Soul Child, beginning to end. And I'm going to tell you, on Merry Go Round, when I sat down and wrote out those letters and realized what he was saying, <laughs> I was like... You're making me laugh my right mind now. Was blown. Did I you did. not know he was spelling out Merry Go Round? I mean... Not when I was just listening. I had to. I wrote it out. And I was like, "Oh, he's singing there." You know? No, I didn't. I'm gonna be honest. I That's didn't. That's cute. So I just love music. So child, he he's had a lot of dope albums, and I don't know why he's not as active as he once was or in the forefront. And I met him actually one time. He was really really nice. I did too. He came so to WSSU sweet. and did that album. God, I would have died. So I had to put that one on there. I have to mention R. Kelly TP too because I am Bujata. And that is the bomb album, especially if you It's for grown folks. Going through with your boo. And you, even if you're making up the greatest love, um, just like that. I mean, bruh, how do you not love TP2 by R. Kelly? Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Emotional by Carl Thomas. Beginning to end. <sighs> Beginning to and I had to I have, show some love to my fellas. I have a whole story about that Carl Thomas album. It's so endearing. I just off the air. Yeah, that's I, the I thing. Might tell that's it. the thing. Off, right off, off the, the air. air. <laughs> <laughs> now I might actually tell it. I gotta make sure I won't get in trouble for telling it. But I might actually tell it one day on the air. Um, I know it's it's kind of embarrassing, but whatever. 
Um, I okay. So this one, I, I almost hate that I saved it to the end. But Erica Badu's Baduism, mm-hmm. I put that on my list, and a lot of people will say, "Oh, but it's not R and B; it's neo soul." Um, and I, I don't know. I teeter. It's on the fence for me. But I will always have to add that one because uh, that is the first CD I owned. Mm-hmm. I almost got my teeth knocked out because, and really? I was yes. And I was a good it kid. It wasn't a bad one, though. She's not no, bad on that album. That's not even how the story went. I wanted it so badly. I don't know if I told y'all this story before. But I wanted this album more than anything. And, you know, the hype was going at school. But it wasn't because of school. I had been watching it on TV. I thought she was fly. I had been watching the videos. And I begged for this album. And we used to have this thing where, like, if my mom was going to be able to be at home to have dinner with us... We couldn't have anything at the table. Like, we couldn't answer the phone if it was ringing. Like, table, supper was supper. And so, I was begging for this album. The day the album came, it's the only thing I ever begged for. hmm And so, my mom brought the radio in the kitchen where we were eating. And we're sitting down. She's asking me about school. And I'm scowling. Mind you, I have never acted this way <laughs> in my whole You're entire life. About to get that life. tail busted. What? I, I know she couldn't believe it. I still feel bad to this day. And this was back when, but do it in 1997. Mm-hmm. And so the radio, because she never lets us listen to music, but she turns on the radio and an Erica Badu song comes on. I'm fuming. Like I could, I'm so mad I can get up and just throw my plate. That's how mad mm-hmm. I am. She's asking me questions and I'm not answering and I'm scowling. I mean, you was just, you was itching for a tail whooping. And then the next in my mind I was thinking, how dare she bring in this radio and on the day she brings in, and of course they're gonna be playing Erica Badu because she's popping and she got the nerve. I, I never asked for nothing. <laughs> I never asked you for anything, not and even your sorry ass hand in marriage. marriage. Yes, color purple. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad and then the next song comes on and it's an Erica Badu song and I'm just seething and then the next song comes on and it's an Erica Badu song and I look at her and then I look at the CD player the record you know like the radio but it has a CD player on top and there's a CD spinning Aww. in it and she had bought it opened the package and put it in there so I can hear it that's special <laughs> Oh, but what a jerk. I, I can't even be too excited because I was like, dang, I've been sitting here acting like a whole ass for 15 minutes. I think we, I think every young girl, like I have an Erica Badu story. I remember the very first time I heard On and On, I was at my grandma's house sweeping. Mm-hmm. And we had one of those big old school radios when the top comes up and you know, it's yeah. the radio and the album. Yeah. And I just remember like, what is this person? Who is this right. person? It was new. It yes, was, it it was, was a fresh. new sound. I was like, who is it? Then when I saw the video and it reminded me of her being at the juke joint and yes. color purple and she had the hair wrap. I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with her. But the funny thing is, is that, you know, I'm like, I love to go like thrift shopping and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had gone to a yard sale with my aunt and she had saw the the CD and was like, oh, look, they had this CD, whatever. I bought it for you, girl, get in the car. We drive out, I open it up, ain't no CD in there. Oh, man. So I knew all the words to these songs, but didn't, but have, didn't the have the CD. Yes. Dang. Yes, heartbroken. I think we all have a crazy Erica Badu story. I love that album, like Apple Tree. Mm-hmm. All um, the whole thing. Next Lifetime, uh, 
Girl, um, Clover. Mm-hmm. Catch up on the Clover. That's R&B. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's okay. R&B. I fell in love with Erica this, around the same time I fell in love with Eminem for different reasons, but we're not talking about white people today. Ooh, that was mean. <laughs> it wasn't. I said I was in love with Eminem's music. When did we you just first fall t- in love with hip-hop? Uh-uh. I hated that movie. I did not like that movie. We're not talking about movies today. I know. Next time. Okay. But, um... That was good. Yeah, I agree. You did that. <laughs> you did that or whatever. So, we done? We are done. Yo, I cannot wait because I know we're going to hear it. I cannot wait to find out what other people's favorite R&B albums were because I know it's some things that we didn't think about that other people are going to list. It's going to have... We're going to have a whole summer playlist before we know, know. it. A throwback some, list. Even some that we had mentioned before that we opted not to mention mm-hmm. on the on the air. We did it off the air. Agreed. Off the air. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week's inspirations are funnies. We'll hit you. This week's inspiration are funnies. Hmm. There was a few. But one in particular. So, I don't know if y'all remember... The girl on Instagram, and I think I brought her up to y'all, the that girl, J. Cole, or whatever, the one that was like, oh, I'm going to stop. Oh, yeah. How? Yeah. How? Well, she apparently was doing an ad for a product called... <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw this. Called the Yoni Wash. And uh, yes. when I tell you, I watched that video, she said, um, you know how when you uh, go to the store with a handful a change, and you got to wait in line, and when you get to the front to hand them your money, and your hand uh, smell like a handful of nickels, that's what some of y'all drawers smell like. <laughs> you need the yoni you wash. You need the yoni wash. She was like, some of y'all um, say, uh, what she say talking about, some of y'all say, oh, I smell like water, but boo, what kind of water is it? It's mop, mop water, water. <laughs> it's water, it's uh, hot dog water, you need the yoni wash, and she was like, some of y'all um, smelling like a seafood buffet, okay, happy feet, and then she danced like a penguin and said, you need the come yoni on, wash. Come on, happy feet. When I tell you, I watched it like five times in a row, I... laughed. Each time, I'm talking about you, you starting to smell like an old leather boot. You need the yoni wash. I'm telling you, I died <laughs> twice. So that was my funnies for this week. I had another funny, but I feel like it might be your funny, so I'm gonna let you have it. No, it's not. I mean, I don't have. I actually have an inspiration as opposed to a funny, so you could share it. I thought you were gonna uh, talk about Will Smith singing the song. No. I wasn't going to do that because people love for me. I mean, I talk about Will Smith like almost every other week. I thought that was sweet. That was sweet because he was really singing his song. He was. Okay. And I couldn't Was that Willow actually playing Mm -hmm. in the background? Okay. He said she learned how to play it for his birthday. Yeah. So what Courtney's talking about is um, the girl from Ipanema is one of my favorite songs of all time. And so there's this video of Will Smith and he's singing. I mean, he's hollering. Like, it's not even... Super vocal, but like he's screaming he's the squealing. lyrics. Yeah, that's an appropriate. <laughs> he's squealing one. the um, lyrics to uh, the girl from Ipanema, which I believe the original girl from Ipanema is actually still alive. Like the mm. girl that the song was written for. But anyway, and Willow is playing it um, acoustically for him, and it's just like so cute. Uh, but like I said, so I was trying to figure out how to pronounce this girl's name. But my inspiration, and I'm dead serious about this, I was reminded of 
an article that was published in the New York Times. Picture it, Sicily. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, On July the 6th, 2003, there was an article published in the New York Times, and the article was written by Khalifa Sine or Sana. It's it's spelled S-A-N-N-E-H. That's the last name. And the title went a little something like this. Music. The solo Beyonce. She's Noah Shanti. Somebody wrote that? Yes. And if you can think, okay, if you can think back to 2003, I would have never written that. Not even like then. Because I'm like, I was already in love with Destiny's Child and thought um, Beyonce was amazing. I also thought Ashanti was amazing, right? Yeah, everybody everybody loved Murder, Inc. back then. Right. I never would have picked them against each other. It's just two great artists, much in the... Same way it irritates me to see female rappers pit against each other. I'm like, it's room for all of us yeah, here. Yeah, like you don't have to put, like with the Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. Exactly. Listen to what you want. God. They ain't got to be going against each other. Like, you like, you can like this one, you can like that one, or you can like both. But you know shut what? up. I wish I had that um, pulled up. I can't remember which artist somebody asked that of this week. Like, um, asked about Nicki Minaj versus Cardi or are, are we ready to go back and get um, Nicki? And he was like, go basically go back and get Nicki. Like they both are in their own lane. Like Cardi has popped in this way. Nicki just popped in this way. Like there's room for everybody, but I can't remember who said it. So I, anyway, digress. Sort of <laughs> based on the definition of anyway. Um, so yeah, Again, the article said music in all capital letters. The solo Beyonce, she's Noah Shanti. And I don't even think I have to go into everything that the article said, but it was just a testament to the fact that people will count you out. All you got to do is just be quiet and prove them wrong. Because look at Beyonce now. She's mm-hmm. Noah Shanti. You're damn right she's Noah Shanti. Exactly. And Ashanti is still doing that little Rudy scoop poop on the cute. floor. She's Did you see that video? No. Girl, I'm being serious. She was on stage at one of her shows and sat down on the floor and was scooting, doing a little snap. And it looked so ridiculous. And I'm like, why are you scooting around on the floor? Because it used to work. Honey, she better just stick to being cute on Instagram. Because yeah. I don't see no music in her future. Right. Or she need to try to marry somebody get on Real Housewives. Bloop. Because now I'm gonna tell you somebody who been in the background and who got some good music, and that's Maya. Maya's last album was nominated for a Grammy. Did anybody even know she had an album? And it was good too. And she had a dope video. And she's still fine as hell. She's still fine. And listen, one of my favorite parts of Chicago is um, like sometimes I wanna fast forward it just to her part. Yes, Maya is still a beast. Fact. All right. Um, But there's that. I just want y'all to remember. You're no Ashanti either. Okay? <laughs> and neither am I. And I don't want to be. Right. <laughs> okay. No, I don't want the sideburns either. Moving on. Right. So, of course, we always have things that we don't want you to, you guys to forget. So, I'm sure that you've heard B and I talk about Durham a lot because that's where we came from before we were living in Charlotte. Um, and so, Black August in the Park is basically like a black family reunion with lots of music and fun and Um, vendors that takes place in Durham every August and so to prepare for that they have a um, jazz brunch benefit on May the 20th from 2 to 4 p.m. 
at the vault at the Palace International. The address is 1104-1104 Broad Street in Durham. The tickets are $25 in advance. It includes brunch and drinks. It's a dope spot um, owned by a fellow Aries that we really enjoy hanging around. Shout out to Moses. Hey, Mo. And so if you have the opportunity, and I'm actually going to see if I can look up his Instagram name. I think it's his real name. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, true. It's M-O-O-C-H-O-L-A. You guys should go follow him. And, of course, they're always posting about different events that take place at the vault and um, at the palace. Of course, the palace is the restaurant. The vault is actually the hangout spot. But if you want to follow Moses, you want to um, go to that event, I promise you, you won't regret it. Before we moved here, it's one of our favorite spots to hang out. So, Check them out. Tell them the girls from the Culture Shock podcast sent you. Yep, yep. We also don't want you to forget that the North Carolina primary elections are approaching. Yes, they Um, are. The deadline for you to register to vote in the 2018 primary election is actually April the 13th. Goodness gracious. That's soon. Listen. Yeah, so by the time we talk to you next, um, it'll be too late. Um... And you need to know how to register to vote. We got you. Yes. So what you will need to do is go to um, mecnc.gov. That's M-E-C-K-N-C.gov. And it will um, take you to the Board of Elections tab and then to voter information over on the left side. Um, And it tells you the qualifications that you need to register to vote. And it allows you to download the registration application to send back in to um, the uh, Mecklenburg County Board of Elections. And that address is P.O. Box 31788, Charlotte, N.C., 28231. Also, if you are traveling for work or you're going to be out of town, you can also fill out um, an absentee ballot. But the key is you have to have that sent back in 25 days before the election. So if you're not going to be here, that's fine. You can do an absentee ballot elsewhere, but you have to have it in 25 days before the actual election. And it'll allow you to um, download that form and mail it in as well. Also, on May 8th, uh, 2018, during the primary elections, the polls will be open on Tuesday, May 8th, from 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. And on Tuesday, May 8th, 18th, you must vote in your assigned precinct. So you can't go somewhere else and just show up and vote. And if you click on the link um, right under the information about when the polls are open, it will show you your assigned precinct if you are already registered. Early voting will take place on Thursday, April 19th at 8 a.m. and ends Saturday, May 5th at 1 p.m. So Saturday, May 5th is the last day that you can vote early, and that ends at 1 p.m. Also, you can view the candidate listing there. Um, if you weren't able to go to any of the debates um, where you could actually see the um, candidates, um, unfortunately, hardly none of the Republican candidates showed up. So right. that's just... In, in it's the, very telling, actually. Yes, they showed up to none of the... Um, I'm not going to say none of, none of, but to the events that I went to, I didn't see any Republican candidates. And I'm just taking that to, to being that they didn't want to show up to the black neighborhood. Right. Cause it's debate. unnecessary. It's unnecessary. In other words, they don't need our vote. So right. don't give it to them, but, um, you can view the candidate listing there. Um, and 
make your voices heard by voting. Just make sure you have all the information in, in a registered in time. www.mecnc.gov will um, give you all the information. And their office hours are open from Monday 8 to 5. Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. So I tried to get that all in there as fast as I could. Listen, you did a fantastic job. So what's your good word for the good people this week? Oh, Lord have mercy. My good job for the, I mean, good job. Get what your words together. I don't know what is going on. I think I'm getting hungry. I'm getting hangry and cranky. I'm going to make you a salad. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. My good word for the good people is to live in the now. Hmm. Just live in the now. I like it. Tomorrow is not here yet. Yesterday is dead and stinking. Mm-hmm. Worry about the now. Live in the now. Do what you can for now because you don't want to look back over your life and realize that you spent your whole life rushing to get to something that is not even here yet or that you we don't even know if it's going to make it here yet so live in the now do what you can to make yourself happy in this moment love on your friends and family love on yourself mm-hmm. forgive yourself in the now i'll say it again forgive yourself in the now because there are things that we did before that we cannot change Things that we may feel guilty about, we're hurt about, we cannot change. Forgive yourself in the now, live in the now, and progress with an open heart and an open mind. That's my good word for the good people. I love it. What's yours? Okay, so, you know, I went to see A Wrinkle in Time. It's a classic, um, and it has a lot of quotes that you can, you know, take, much like The Alchemist, that you can just apply to anything. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a part in the movie and in the book where there's a character. The character is called the happy medium, but it's actually an entity. And the happy medium is talking to Meglin, the star who is played in the movie by Storm. And the happy medium tells Meg, it's okay to fear the answers, Meg, but you can't avoid them. Mm. Mm. I feel like this is so applicable to most things in life. So I, I, you know, I think a lot of people have been in situations where even if it boils down to you not wanting to answer the phone for the bill collectors because you know you don't have the money, but it's not going to go away just because you don't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. People in relationships, a lot of times relationships don't work out because people are afraid to have the difficult conversations. And it's not because the conversation is difficult, but they're afraid of what the answer is going to be if they ask the question. Mm-hmm. You know, and so... It's, it's kind of like, don't ask a question you don't want the answer to. Right. I, but I, I want the actually, answer. I yes. need the, I may need the answer. Right. I was just going to say, I have never agreed with that theory. No, you know, I don't necessarily want to go snooping, but you have to trust your intuition. Okay. That well, if something feels wrong, then it lie. is wrong. Even if you don't, if you, even if you're not able to put your finger on it right away. And so it is okay to fear the answers. And this is for me too. But you can't avoid them. them. And that's straight from the happy medium. Right. And even if you even if you get the answer that you don't want, it's just important that whatever feeling is associated with getting the answer that you don't want, Mm -hmm. that you go ahead and feel those feelings. That way you can be free to feel something else. Correct. Because it's gonna it's gonna go away. It's gonna fade. It's gonna hurt in that moment. 
But then you'll be free to feel something else, something better. You're going to make yourself sick if you are not willing to do the work. I know we've talked about doing the work. Come on, Iyana. Before, but if, you, if you're not willing to do the, the work to emotionally get through whatever it is you're going through, you're going to make yourself sick in the process. And guess what? You're just going to prolong whatever the inevitable is. Oh, because it's coming and it's going to hurt then too. Yeah. And then you're going to be hurt worse because you're going to think back on all those times where you could have just made the decision for your st- for yourself instead of allowing it to take some natural course. Or for you to be forced to make a decision. Absolutely. Or for someone, what's worse Girl. is for someone to make a decision for you yeah. that you knew you should have made a long time ago anyway. So again, it's okay to fear the answers, but you can't avoid them. That was a good word. I'm gonna run off this I place. I'm about to run. Over my life. Yes, come on, choir. <laughs> so, as a call to action, man, that felt good. Just to, cause I've been there. I have too. When, when, especially, what's the, what's the, the hard part about it is when you know. But you don't have nothing to hold. It's nothing tangible. That, right. So you, it's hard to put into words. Like, I know. I know when and people my heart. call you crazy. That until. X, y, something is going on. Mm-hmm. Something is not right here. But I don't have. It's nothing that has happened, so to speak. There may be little things, but there's nothing concrete. There's no concrete evidence no as to why I feel this way. But I know that something is not right. Mm-hmm. There can, it can be in romantic relationships, friendships, families. It can be jobs. on your jobs, racial undertones. It can be anywhere. If it doesn't feel right, you might not be able to pinpoint it, but it's not right. right. And you know who that is talking to you? That's God talking mm-hmm. to you. Trying to tell you like, uh, sis, hey. open your eyes. Hey, yo. You don't, you hear that? Hey, ma. Hey, show. Hey, yo, ma. Hey, yo. Because I'm tapping right now, but you're going to make me kick the dough in. <laughs> so you need, to, you need to go ahead and open the door while I'm, I'm knocking lightly. If you don't answer the tap, the door gets kicked in every time. Every time. The door is going to get kicked in, and it ain't going to be nothing you can do. See, before, if you just answer the door, mm-hmm. you can answer it, address whatever it is, and then you can nicely close, close. your door mm-hmm. back. But when that door get kicked in, you got to buy a new door, you got to pay somebody to put it up. It's just a whole it's mess. It's embarrassing. All the neighbors around, everybody can see it. Oh, that's a real walking around analogy. With, walking around with your, in your public hands, okay? <laughs> <laughs> when you could have just opened the door right. and just addressed it and then politely shut your door and latched it back. Right. Girl, you preached. I love working with you. I love working with you, too. Even though I've been tongue-tied Tanya the whole episode. Like, <laughs> what's mean, going on? Yeah, but that's been me for the last three weeks. Tongue-tied Tammy. Mm-mm. Tongue-tied Tiffany. Okay, yes. So it be tongue-tied. Fact. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, as a call to action, we want to know what your favorite R&B albums were. Do you like some of the ones that we mentioned, or do you have some that we failed to mention and you kind of want to drag us for forgetting some of the greatest of all time? Don't drag us too hard now. (laughs) She don't want to be dragged. Nah, we want to hear from you. Um, You know you can always hit us up on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. We're the Culture Shock Podcast. You can hit us up on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud, Google Play, and and my favorite is email at blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. That's blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. Anything else? 
Y'all follow us, like us, rate us, share us so we can keep on coming back and giving y'all more of us. Y'all, listen, the next time you hear my voice, I will have had a birthday. Yay! My birthday is this Saturday, April the 14th. We can do a birthday hyped. episode. Uh, we can it's do it fun. next week. Now, I celebrate all month. Okay. We're going to do this. Okay. Next okay? time. Next time. You feel me? Drip, drip. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I like it. Um, Yeah, so I will have had a birthday. I'm going to hit up the beach. I might even hit up Vegas. Probably tell y'all about that the following week. But anyway, just wish me luck and pray blessings over my next trip around the, the sun. sun. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> you guys, we love you so much. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. And we out. We out. <laughs>